Meiser Sheni, Perik Dalid, Mishnah Ches, 4.8. This Mishnah has two separate points. We'll take each one in turn. And both are a little bit confusing, and therefore I want to try to make sure that the principles at work, which are not that difficult at all, are perfectly clear before we grapple with the words of the Mishnah, which make things a bit confusing. So the point of the first part of the Mishnah is that if you are using a coin that's chulin, and you're deconsecrating slowly your Meister Shani as you can consume it and putting it onto that chulin coin, right, as, as one does nowadays in Eretz Yisrael, if you have the backyard, you have a whatever, an apple tree. So each time you pull the apples off the tree, you'll use an existing coin you've got taped to your refrigerator to be the source where you redeem the Meister Shani off the apples. And that can go out through, through the whole year, for argument's sake, um, with all different kinds of fruits, adding more and more value to that, that coin taped to the fridge, let's say. So that's the case of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah's talking about where you're deconsecrating your Meister Shani produce slowly onto a coin. And the question it wants to address is, how do you deal with um, a situation where the value of the coin in a different location is worth more or less? Okay, In other words, the coin you're bringing is a coin that was perhaps, let's say, minted in an outside of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore the usual exchange rate might be different if you, if you take it to another place in Eretz Yisrael. So the basic principle of the Mishnah is very straightforward, which is as you do the redemption, it takes up more and more space in the coin based on the value of what you're redeeming at the time you redeem it. Or, yeah, the value that, you, of, that you're putting onto the coin at the time you deconsecrate it. Um, so that would mean, for argument's sake, um, and I'll get exact illustrations in a minute, but let's just say, um, for argument's sake, you're eating your apples, and let's say that, um, okay, they, sorry, they're the coins. So in Mishnaic times, the small coins, um, they were Nechoshet coins. Nechoshet is correctly often translated as copper, so sometimes as brass or bronze. And the reason why is because copper was the primary content of brass and bronze, but brass is copper that's alloy that's mixed um, with a little bit of zinc. And, um, and in the Bronze Age, it was copper alloy with a bit of tin, typically. Okay, so copper and tin makes bronze, and that's usually what these coins are made of in part. So in any case, um, these inexpensive copper coins, um, the smallest is the pruta. Okay, the pruta was really not very worth very much at all. Um, it's the smallest coin they had. And then eight prutas are worth typically one isar. An isar um, was a coin, the isarius was a coin both in the Roman um, world, as well as the as was um, in the Greek world. So we talk here about the Isar Italki, which means the Greek Isar. Um, obviously, Italki in modern Hebrew means Italian, um, but there was no mod Italy in the sense we have today, the Italian peninsula, and that region of the world um, is referred to as the Italki by Chazal. We're talking about the northern Mediterranean. Okay, so uh, the Greek As or Isar. Um, was eight prutos. Then you had a coin which is typically twice as valuable. Chazal called the pundion. The pundion is two isar. Okay? Um, if you want to do like a Wikipedia or something, it's the dupondius, and that's a Greek, excuse me, that's a Roman coin. Okay? Um, as it happens, the isar and the pundion, the as or sarius and the dupondius, um, were, were often the same size. And therefore, um, they just come from two different 
regions and could have perhaps varying copper content. Um, and that being the case, they could sometimes not have the usual exchange rates. But the typical exchange rate, which you should let stick into your head for for the whole of learning Shas, is that Prut is the smallest coin, eight, and less than that, the Torah doesn't recognize as having value at all. It's like below Pruta, just forget about it. Um, and all sorts of halachas doesn't 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 have the sheer of, of, of value yet, but uh, so that's the smallest like quantum of value. One pruta, eight prutas is the isar. Two isarim is the pundion, which means sixteen prutas and a pundion typically. Okay, but again, as you'll see in the mission in a moment, the isar and pundion could could um, from time to time it seems for our mishnah um, shift around in, the, in terms of the relative value. So here's the story: you're eating your apples. And let's say the going rate for a, um, uh, a a dozen apples is an isar, okay, for argument's sake, okay, which means you could get two dozen apples for a pundio. Now, let's say you eat half the dozen apples, okay, so you've eaten six of those apples, half a dozen apples you've consumed, so you'd figure, and you've as you eat them, there were maestrosheni apples, and you said the kedushas maestrosheni is going to go onto this this uh, isar I have taped to the fridge, and you know I figure. Um, I've got a dozen apples, and I've got one isar, and it's going to work out fine. As I eat the apples, I'll just redeem them, deconsecrate them onto the coin, and it'll work out, you know, the dozen apples will be the perfect fit for one isar coin. The question is, what happens if after you eat half the dozen, so you've used up half your coin, if you will, um, of its ability to retain Meister Shani Kedusha, forget anything about, forget all the issues of, of Chomesh, and then you take your isar coin in your pocket, and you go elsewhere, and you you figure, oh, I'm going to eat more apples over here. But with the elsewhere that you go, the value of the isar is more or less, as the mission will discuss. So for argument's sake, let's say the value of the isar is more. And now it's the same as the pundin. You could buy not one, but two dozen apples with this isar. So the question is, how many apples more can you eat in this new location that are my Shani apples? that you brought along with you, and deconsecrate them onto this Isar coin, which is only half used up? The answer is, you can actually still fill up the whole second half of the coin, which in the my scenario before, my scenario now, um, went from being not half a dozen, um, but being uh, a whole dozen apples, right? Because in your original location, a dozen apples was worth one Isar. You're in, you only have half an Isar left to free to take Kedusha's Master Shani, um, so you thought you could only do half a dozen apples onto it, but you move to a new location, bring your coin with you, your apples with you. Now this isar is worth a lot more, and therefore could buy twice as many apples. So although you have half a coin left to receive kadusha, um, that same amount of half a coin, if you went to the apple market, you'd buy be able to buy a whole dozen apples. And therefore the point of the mission is, you could redeem another whole dozen apples, I mean like I get a total of one and a half dozen apples total be redeemed onto this coin. And that's the point of the mission. The point of the mission is, um, simply put, that when you do your redeeming onto your coin, you base it on the prevailing value and prices of the time and place that you are at now. Um, and that will also work in the converse. If you had a half-used-up coin, if you will, and you relocate to a place where, the example I gave before, exactly the same, let's say you have, you're starting out with a dozen apples or worth one ISR, and then you um, use up half your coin, and then you go to another location, bring your coin, your apples with you, where now the coin's worth half as much. So now you wouldn't be able to eat another six apples, but only half that many. Three more apples would be left before you've sucked up the value of the coin 
um, and it's used up all the Kedusha that it can retain of Meister Shani. Again, ignoring Chomish issues altogether. So that's that's the point of our Mishnah. Um, let's just see the words in sign. The words are a little tricky, but we'll do our best here. It says, Hamaniach Isar. You place down an Isar coin. So that means, you know, you tape your Isar coin to the fridge, and you say, as I'm eating my apples, I'll be that are Meister Shani apples, I'll be deconsecrating them so I can eat them outside of Yushalayim, and then I'll take that coin to Yushalayim. V'achalav Chetzio. You consumed half of the value of the coin worth of apples. So my example, for example, again, a dozen apples is one isar, where you start things out. You ate half a dozen apples, you used up half your coin, and you think you could use another, you could consume another half dozen apples. Um, but instead, v'halach, before you eat those apples, you bring them to a new location, and you bring your coin with you to a new location. The truth is that bringing the apples is not important. You could get new apples. But the, you go to a new location with that old coin, which is half used up. V'halach l'makamacher, in that new place, this Isar coin is worth twice as much as it was in your old location. Again, um, the Pundion typically is worth twice the Isar, but since it's the same size, it could be in a different location. The Isar is worth more. Um, for argument's sake, you know, let's say for, hypothetically, it's Isar Italki, and went back to good old Italia where it's worth more and more respected. The point is, whatever it is, this has more purchasing power, this coin, in this new location, and therefore combine not one dozen, but two dozen apples, for argument's sake. So then, Ochalav od Isar, you can consume another Isar's worth of food, meaning an Isar back home could buy you a dozen apples. So now in your new location, you can eat another dozen apples of Meister Shani, deconsecrating them onto this coin. That's what it means, Ochalav od Isar. This is an Isar coin, but we need an Isar value, meaning half a Pundion. Okay, so a lot of words, a little bit confusing, but hopefully it's perfectly clear. The Ochalav od Isar, you could eat another Isar, meaning by the old prices, where one dozen apples went for one Isar, you have half a coin of is- half a coin used up, meaning half a coin still available to receive. In a new location, you are allowed to eat a whole nother Isar worth of apples based on the old location's exchange rate, meaning that over there, an Isar bought a whole dozen. So here too, since the Isar's with more, you could buy a whole dozen, spending half your coin, and um, redeeming the story I gave you here, one and a half, a total of one and a half um, dozen apples on this coin. The Mishnah says the, the converse, where you're going um, to where a place, you're, where the coin is worth less than before. So it says, Hameniach Pundion. You start out by putting a pundion on the table or taping it to your fridge, whatever the case may be. Again, the pundion typically is worth two isar. And for argument's sake, let's say it's the same setup where you could, one pundion in your original location would buy two dozen apples. V'achalav chetzio. And you you used up half of the capacity of the pundion coin, meaning you ate one dozen apples already of Meister Shani, redeeming them onto the coin as you ate them. Okay, and then you take that half used up pundion coin, which where you started out could have bought as a whole coin two dozen apples, but you go to a new place, and in that new place, now apples go, um, now this coin is worth less. Okay, this pundion is only worth an isar in this new location, and isar, as we said before, only buys one dozen apples, so you only have, you only have, um, You've used up half the coin already. So now, you only, in this new place, this whole coin could only buy one dozen apples. In the original place, it could buy two dozen, but it's worth less here. You could buy one dozen apples. It's half used up, which means if you're going to redeem apples onto this coin, you only can redeem now half a dozen apples onto this coin. 
uh, because in this new location, this pundian is worth half what it was before. So ochalav, od plug, you can eat on it, meaning apples to be consecrated onto it, another half. Plug means half. It's a little confusing. We mean half of what it, half of an of an isar's value, because now it's only worth an isar, and you've used meaning half of a what you could buy before. Before you could buy two dozen apples, half of that would be one dozen. So the point is, you can eat just one dozen apples more on this coin, even though in the old country you could have bought. I'm sorry, I said that badly. I apologize. Um, you could, the, in this new location, the punyan's worth half what it was before, and we said it's a dozen apples per isar, so you only now have one isar total coin, you use half it up, so only you can now eat half a dozen apples um, more on this coin until it's all used up. I hope I said that clearly, and I hope I said it enough time that it's clear for everyone. Good. Okay, great. That's the first part of the Mishnah. Now, we go to a, a, a new part of a Mishnah altogether. It's like this for my purposes, could be a whole new mission altogether, right? This is totally a new topic here. The topic we're having over here is um, where you have an existing coin in Yerushalayim that has Kedusha's Meister Shani on it, and you're slowly um, deconsecrating it by, you know, using it to purchase foodstuffs. Let's say, for example, you, just to make it simple here, you know, you put it on the on the table of the of the uh, the bar or the shopkeeper, whatever it is, and you start consuming food against it, against your tab, so you use it up. So the mission's question is, at what point um, is the tiny bit of leftover Kedusha of Kedusha Smashin on this coin negligible? Meaning you can just ignore it and the coin now reverts being a generic Hulun coin. Remember, there's no promise that it'll work out exactly right. You know, when, you know that, that this coin, um, you know, it's got just a tiny, it's got, like, it's got a fraction of a, a bit of value left on it. Um, do we have to, to be worried about that? Little bit of Kedusha's Maestrani value? And the answer is no. At some point, it can become, it's, there's the minimus exemption, it's it's considered negligible, and you can just say you throw the coin back to Hulun. The question is, how much value left on the coin? So again, we'll talk about Isar over here. Um, the rationale behind the sheet is not at all, um, not so clear until I get to Base Hill at the end, but the halacha follows him. In any case, we have three sheetas here. Um, the rationale, like I said, is not exactly clear, but we're going to have three sheetas on at what point. Um, this Isar can have so little value left on it of Maestro Shani Kedusha that you can ignore that little bit of Kedusha and just use the coin as a Hulun coin to buy whatever you want with it. Okay, so the, there'll be three Shitas, Tanakama, Beishame, and Beishelo. And in each of those three Shitas, we're going we're gonna to have differentiating between um, a coin on which Maestro Shani Protus was deconsecrated and a coin in which Maestro Shani that was Demai Protus was deconsecrated. You'll recall that when it comes to Demai... Um, Demai is less. Demai is less. Uh, is it's prob it's you know it probably doesn't need to take Meister Shani from it at all, but just a requirement to rebutton. And if you remember from Masechah's Demai there in the first parak, one of the many kulas that apply into Demai is you don't add a chomish to it. If you redeem Meister Shani produce that was Demai produce, you do have to redeem it out of Suffolk, but you do not add the chomish. I hope everyone remembers what Demai is. Demai was produce you purchased from an Amaret. You can't trust he tied it properly, so we're going to essentially tie it, take the true the Kedushas Meister Shani, amongst other things, um, off essentially Masafik, but it's Chazal said you have to do it. Okay, so that's the setup here. So we have three Shitas. The, the first Shita, Tanakama, says that once you've, your Isar has now only one eleventh of its value left as Kedushas Meister Shani, 
one eleventh of an isra, in other words. That's less than a pruta, much less than a pruta. A pruta is an eighth of an isra, we said. At that point, you can ignore it, and just you don't have to spend the last bit or fun way to spend the last bit on my sashani produce. You can just take the coin and use it to, for whatever purposes you want. That's assuming we're talking about one eleventh. We're talking about demai. But if we're, ta- we're talking about it originally was demai that was put onto this coin. However, if we're talking about a coin which had real bona fide Doraisa, Meister, Shani redeemed onto it, so then according to the Tanakama, you can't ignore it unless you've dropped down to 1%, one part in 100 of the Isar. Okay? The rationale behind the Shiram is not clear. The second sheet, the Beishamai, is we don't differentiate between Demai and Meister, Shani. It's all the same. The, the requisite amount is one-tenth. At one-tenth of, the, of an Isar left of Meister, Shani, Kedushin the Chesron, at that point you can say it's, it's negligible and use the coins by whatever you want. And Beis Hill, who the Lach is like, says it's one-tenth if we're talking about Meister Shane that was from Demai and one-eleventh if it's Meister Shane that was uh, from Vadai. Let me show you the words and then I'll explain to you the rationale behind Beis, Shammai, excuse me, Beis Hillel, which is a little bit um, it's, it's a little tricky. But anyways, let's do it. So here we go. The Mishnah says inside. You now are in Yerushalayim, you put down a coin of Maestro Shani, and you're going to start now eating against it, eating your food with the Kedusha of Maestro Shani, and deconsecrating your coin onto that food as you eat that food. If Tanakama says you can, you have to eat it up until you've got one eleventh left on the coin, that means eleven, but Chazal didn't have the, like what we have in English, like the TH suffix, eleventh, uh, an 11 means an 11th here of an Isar. And that, as the Bartonur explains, like the Rambam, is talking about where it's Demai. And if it's Ve'echad Me'a, Isar, it's one in a hundred, a hundredth, in the event that it's talking about of an Isar, in the event that we're talking about Meiser Sheni Vadaya. Only then, when it's only 1% left of the Kedush on the coin, at that point you could say this coin can just go to Chulun and is spent as normal. That's Tanakama. Beishame Omrim Hakol Asara. Beishame says everything's at a, at ten, meaning a tenth. So once you're down to a tenth of an isar of Meister Shani Kedusha left on the coin, the coin is, is free to be spent as you wish. And Beishel Omrim, well, no, it does depend. Bevadai, if we're talking about Meister Shani that was Vadai, then Achadasar. They need one eleventh. Only one eleventh at that point. Can you uh, spend it how you wish? And Uvadamai Asara. When it's Damai, then it's Asara. It's one tenth. Now, that's the end of the Mishnah. I will explain to the rationale behind Beis Hill. I hope you understand. I hope I do a good job of explaining it. Um, but uh, if you don't get it, then... Okay, you got the Mishnah and the Shita and the, and the Dinam is fine. Here, here's the story. You'll recall, when you deconsecrate your foodstuffs onto coins, so if it's your own, you need to be Mosef a Chomish. You have to add a fifth. And the fifth we're talking about here is what we would call 25%, meaning for every four that you're deconsecrating, you have to add a fifth one. So the numbers are, are going to work out then that um, when you're deconsecrating your your uh, your foodstuffs, you need to you need to add you need, when you're let's say eating in your shalim that food, you'll have to be adding a chomesh to the value relative to how it started out. And if you do the math, a um, eight tenths plus the Chomesh is another two-tenths, so for a total of ten. So the point is that although normally 
when the value of something falls below pruta, we can just ignore it as negligible. Here, because of the homish component, the pruta value as it started out, um, because of the extra homish that you add in 25, works out that um, the pruta that started now, which is one-eighth of one-eighth of a isar, worth one isar coin, um, when it started out, it was worth um, a homish less, meaning it was actually a tenth of a homish. Yeah, for every tenth of a homish, I mean, it's t- excuse me, tenth of a isar, meaning a tenth of an isar, when you have most of the homish, comes out to being worth an eighth of an isar. Um, so that being the case, if you had exactly one-tenth of your value left on your isar coin, that could have still start out as being a pruta of food stuff before you redeemed it. And if we're talking about the rice, that's still worth exactly a pruta, and then you can't ignore that. But that's one tenth. But at one eleventh, it's worth less than a pruta of original food stuff, and therefore you can you can uh, you can ignore that value at one eleventh. As far as the my produce goes, since there was never a need to add a chomish in the first place, so then base shama base hill is okay with not eleventh, but even a tenth, one tenth of value. It's a little bit more. That already it's considered to be still still one tenth of an isar, still less than a than a pruta, and therefore, and the value is negligible, so you can um, ignore the value left on the coin and spend it. Why it's not one ninth? I'm not perfectly clear, and uh, I'm certainly not clear why the shear is one one hundredth in the ton of comma.